You always do that. Not every time. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> You're such a predictable basic, Jeff. Oh, I'm very basic. Oh, there's somebody sneaking into the kitchen for dessert. We finally Podcast listeners. We finally have our first guest who doesn't like a particular football club. Yeah. Rachel has an AFC Richmond scarf. And she wore it so often this year. And it didn't cost me anything, I'm sure. Never even once. Oh, man. Don't you hate that when you get someone a gift and they're like, okay, and then they don't even, like, try to engage with the gift, like, once even? I feel like that happens to me a lot with my wife where I, I buy her gifts that on some level she appreciates because she sees how much thought and effort I put into it. But then she's like, but yeah, but in terms of wearing a scarf, I'm going to dress like, uh, you know, fashionable, classy businesswoman and uh, not wear your stupid joke things that you made on Alibaba. <laughs> I got my dad a gift certificate to this like farm slash food place pie stand kind of place you know it's like a farm that connects to its own like little market store yeah, 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 yeah. and the pies are really expensive and you have to show up early to get them and whatnot i got them like it was either a 100 or 200 gift card to that place two father's days ago he has not gone there to claim it and it is nine blocks from our house wow man and like i I've, I've, like pie i've given him like four reminders <laughs> like what what more can I do? Do I got to chew the pie for you? It is. It weirdly goes the other way with your parents, though, sometimes. Because, like, like, I remember, like, I bought my dad, like, a couple, like, really nice boozy gifts. And he just, like, I don't know. Like, they were, like, down the pecking order of his nice booze. So, like, whenever I go home, I just be like, well, <laughs> a little more. Like, ten years later, still got some of the Ron Zacapa I brought you. Okay, but that's that's a, that's you doing a sincere but misguided approach from his perspective. I only know about this place because they would drag us there every time I've ever been there. So then they just chose from the moment I got the gift. No, I think they visited multiple times. They just haven't given a fuck about going to collect the gift card. Oh, they're not even... I thought he was just not... I remembered. No, I remembered because uh, I was like, you haven't visited there for two years? Like, that's a little hard to believe. And he's, my mom's like, oh, no, he just hasn't gotten it. <laughs> okay, Can't cool. Can't be arsed. Cool. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Jeff. Uh, speaking of gifts, mm. I feel like the first topic of discussion, I'm gifting the floor to you. <laughs> you're gifting me the chance to say no uh the title chances are no the title you know is weird because i actually did i had sort of reconciled myself after the man city loss of like oh okay well we're not winning the league this year and so i should like concentrate on being thankful for being top four and back in the champions league and hey we're a young team and like you know, overall it has been a better season than i expected to be honest so i was like in that zone but then you look at it and you're like wait they're only like one point above us like what would have like all they have to do is like draw and lose and the next four games and then we're in and it's like oh like so there's like this weird but then it's like you look and they're well wait, no then you'd be level wouldn't you on points no because they so they have the game in hand so they have four games left and they're one point above us and so if they drew Went out and lost yeah if they win out they win 
Um, but if we win out and we only have three games, so we need to, could we win three games and could they draw and lose and then win two games? Like maybe, I mean, if you watch them play against everyone else, who's way better than the teams they have to play, they seem to be a juggernaut, but that's, they've been a weird team like that all year where you look at the points they drop and it's not against who you'd expect for the most part. Not but, that you really expect them to ever drop points, but you never know. Hold on. I'm going to look at uh, results specifically for City. So they've tied uh, Madrid. They tied Real Madrid last night. Not a bad team. Real Madrid are, I'd say they're kind of like the Everton of the South, and they have Everton coming up. So In a row, City have beaten Leeds, West Ham, Fulham, Arsenal, Sheffield United in the FA Cup. They tied Bayern Munich. Beaten Leicester, beat Munich. Oh, so they didn't even really need to beat them that second time. Beat Southampton, beat Liverpool, beat Burnley, beat Leipzig, beat Palace, beat Newcastle. Dudes, the last time City lost was against Spurs in February. Oh, I remember that. Because they, it was like it was this ironic moment where Spurs sort of got us back in it. Because it kind of looked like we had already slipped on a banana peel back then. Um. City are gonna win all the rest of their games, man. <laughs> I mean, like likely. Here's the yeah, that, and that's the crazy thing about it is like, I think so. Right now they're on something like an eleven game Premier League winning streak. I don't know. We could count up what you just said, but it's a lot. It's it's a lot. It's months of months of winning, and I think the longest one they'd had in their Premier League history before this one was like three games. Because even really really good teams, like there'll be that random draw or the random loss that's in there, and it's like. You're just taking lots and lots of points, but to win ten in a row the way they have, it's like something like, Solshar did. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a I don't know. It's a strange feeling where it's like every everyone is going to always look back at this season as we bottled the league, but it's like if Arsenal win the next three games, we you know which could happen could not, but like we could finish level on points with the highest we've ever had in points ever arsenal you know what i mean so it's like it's kind of hard to say we bottled it it's like we just like you didn't always have to win the league by having 129 points or whatever it is like city have changed the game and like credit to them and credit to pep on some level like but we would win the league with like five losses like from time to time oh yeah i mean even more than that really when like you look at like like i, I want to say you guys have won the title recently in the 70s like that which you know, not in the 70s, the decade, but I mean like 79 points or something like that. Like that just doesn't happen now, but it used to happen routinely. Like even like we're on 81 points right now. I'm pretty sure Arsenal have won the league with 81 points before. Like it's just a different talent. Game. Talent was more spread out. Scouting yeah. was very eye- eyeball test. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a global like you can take the best player from every country. It was you're getting you're fighting for the best few players from Ireland, England and Scotland. Yeah. Like yeah, you like think it, any manager not from this country could ever manage here. Like that was how they were. So so it does make sense that like the top is way more intense uh than it has been. But also, in a way, Jeff City kind of started slow by their standards. Bless you. <laughs> I muted it and sneeze the suckers. <laughs> oh, we should this is a great moment for us to interrupt our uh, our stream of fluids and consciousness to uh, I am so sorry 
I really fucked up the audio for the last podcast. I was in a hotel room. I did not have uh, my usual recording equipment. Well, I'm not blaming you, okay? So at least least you could do is be like, thank you, Skylar, for jumping on that. But, like, Jeff sounded terrible because of my computer is what the official... Wait, did I sound bad too? I have like refused you sounded you sounded bad. I sounded fine. You sounded terrible, but it was because of what I did. So oh, I'm, because of the echo. I see. I see. I see. So I'm so sorry uh, to all of our listener uh, for for how bad that was. I mean, our podcasts are normally bad, but they're normally like understandably bad. Yeah, I don't want this to sound too weird, but like. I hope that it's not the only time that we try to do a remote record because I feel like we're both busy guys on the move. So I think that we've learned some lessons and uh, we just need to plan better. We need to like I would need to have brought my normal equipment, which is was just annoying for a work trip. Yeah, even if I, I think honestly, you could probably get away with just headphones and it would be solid. Like it wouldn't be this normal hd microphone that you are listening to right now but i think it would be enough that it you know it wouldn't be like a audio gaff the way that we were before you and i have the same microphone but yours always sounds better than mine maybe i just have a nicer voice than you could be i don't know i hey i'm not saying that i think we actually both have i don't know like a little bit nasally girlish voices I'm honest. Well, I have a face for podcasting, Jeff. So if my voice sucks too, I really don't know what I've got. (laughs) All right. Wait, so do we have anything more to say about City? I mean, I I get what you're saying. It's not over. It's It's not over, but it kind of is. It's over. They're going to win it. And if anything, I'm I'm thinking of betting money on them winning the treble so that I have a consolation financial windfall. Ooh, yeah. Like hundred bucks on them winning the treble. I don't know how much that'll get me, but if it gives me back five hundred bucks, then that's. I mean, the the tough part about that, right? I I don't think it would get you back five hundred bucks because right now it's too late. So close to doing it, yeah, it would be like like you have no. to bet one hundred to win thirty. Or something. Do you think they'll take a bet on? I, I bet that Leicester will win the Premier League in twenty fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be a tough one for them. I bet America will definitely break away from the British Empire. I, I'm putting money on that now. <laughs> oh, God. No, I think, I don't know, they're a very, very good team, and I don't think that that's going to change much. It's a weird, it, that's, that's the one thing that sort of reigns on, like, my optimism parade of, like, when I think about, okay, next season, we're going to hear the glorious Champions League anthem playing at the Emirates again. We'll have all these young guys that have now been through a title challenge and a World Cup for many of them. And it's like they're just going to come back with a little bit more seasoning on them. They're going to have some salt and some pepper right on the skin. And I am excited about like what this team can become. But in a weird way, I almost think it's more likely that we win the Champions League than the Premier League next year. Not that I think it's particularly likely that we win the Champions League, but it's just like City just had this shit locked down, dude. Like, it's insane. Like, to beat them over 38 games is pretty tough. Whereas, like, for them to slip on a banana peel again in the Champions League is something I believe, you know? I think it might happen this year. It'd be great if it did. It's just so envious to be in the position they're in from the fact that their team, like, we always talk about it, it's two 11s deep. But also, like, they've got a few players that are getting up there in age, like Mares or... Uh, Bernardo Silva is not a kid anymore. Like they're gonna have to turn. 
De Bruyne, they're gonna have to turn over some of these players at sure. some point. But like, let's let's say that they have three players that are in their thirties that they're willing to get rid of. They only need to sign three players, and then they still have two full elevens of starters. Yeah, like they don't they don't need to spend three hundred million in the summer. Then they never will need to spend three hundred million in the summer. Yeah, they're at a point now where they can just sort of. They can actually sort of play Upkeep. Dortmund ball. Yeah, you know, like, let's sign, like, another three great 19-year-olds, you know? Like, and especially because people, I think if you're if you're a young enough person that you don't remember what it was like before they were winning, then, like, like if you're Halan, then you're willing to literally take a discount to go there because it's like, oh, they just seem fun. Like, Pep Guardiola seems smart, and they score a lot of goals, and I would do well there, and so I don't know. I, I, you know what's weird? Like, and I'll probably try and draft him later on during our when we play that game we're gonna play that no one knows mm-hmm. about yet. But like, no I kind of, I kind of like he doesn't even seem like a bad guy, Holland. No. But he just looks it like his his aesthetic is so disturbing to me because he looks like every like eighties the United States fights against Russia or yeah, yeah, yeah. Germany, and it's like he looks like the Ubermensch. Maybe he is actually like a CIA plant. Because Russia is all the time trying to deny their Scandinavian roots. But if you look it up in the history books, the Rus did sort of immigrate from Scandinavia because they want to emphasize their Slavic brotherhood so they can have a stranglehold on Eastern Europe, Iron Curtain. So like Finland, Finland is the compromise between Russia and Scandinavia, right? Well, compromise is a strong word, but yes, it is between them. <laughs> but but meaning, like, like a, it's the hybridization of those cultures because I know that there's a lot of like Finnish yeah. culture and Russian culture that overlaps. Although I think they're also just a very strange mixed bag of their own. The the language that they have the most in common with is Hungarian somehow. So interesting, but. I think that Erling Halan is a CIA plant to. Because he looks like a Russian um, villain, um, but he's not from Russia, and it will remind everyone that deep down Vladimir Putin just wishes that he could herd reindeer and cross country ski, but no one loved him enough, and so he had to. He chose he chose the easy path, which is invading the Ukraine. Ukraine, rather. Do you think? <laughs> do you, Do you think though that like are we going to be sitting here? For the next eight years, talking about how unfair it is that they have him, like, or is Noah, there going to be something maybe. that breaks, or is there going to be something that changes, or mainly there... his ankles? I think because, but like, as much as it's like messed up to say, I think that's like the one thing that might stop him from being, like, I still think he could be an all-time great, but it might stop him from dominating day in day out. Is that he's already he's pretty young and he's already had some injury things. So that he might spend six months off here or there. But the crazy thing, like we've said before, is they'll just slot in the next guy behind him and he'll be real good too. And they didn't even pay that much for him. And I could easily, but I could easily see him at age 25 being like, this has been fun. I won three or four Premier Leagues, Madrid or Barca. I was going to say there is like a weird, um, there's just an attention span to it where it's like it doesn't actually make sense after four years to leave. And sometimes, play, like, often players seem to want to go back after that. But I do wonder, like, 
does anyone have it in them to just be great for one club for like 12 years in a row? Or does everybody want to pull a Zlatan and like jump around? and Paul Scholes, <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Yeah. That's it. But I mean, but these are historical references. That's now, fair, my friend. But I could, but I could see if he's at, if he re- wins everything, he could win everything with City in the next month. He could have every major career accolade. He could win a Ballon d'Or in the next like journalist period for whenever they vote on that shit. I can imagine him easily being like, I'll win for a few years with City. Then I just want to win and be the best player in the world at a place that is a Spanish climate. And beaches. Namely, the indoor arenas in Saudi Arabia, where I've accepted a $500 quadrillion a year deal to go play with Messi and blood-doped Ronaldo, who's at 70 still playing. I, I think he he stays at City for this season, two more, and then goes to Madrid. That's my, if I'm putting money on a random outcome, Yeah, that. He did have like a weird boner for Madrid, didn't he? Yeah. But it's weird because I feel like like that would be like if you had like that would be like if you had a boner for <laughs> Can't imagine this. Man, this is this is going to be a real tough boner metaphor. But like it, it's like a betrayal of boner because he he decided it would be like if you had a boner for Jenna Jameson and then you went into like you ended up boning the director of the porn videos of a lot of like uh Mia Khalifa is that a porn star? Uh, yes, because Wiz, Wiz Khalifa is the... It's like he's boning Wiz Khalifa when he started out saying he was a Jenna Jameson man. And, like, it's like... Because he's with Pep, and he's with this sort of... He's in that Barca milieu. And, um, yeah, it feels like... Skylar a... Google's milieu. <laughs> See, is wait, it ja- James Milieu, the player for Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> I that love stuff, that. It's the stuff I find in my shower when I'm not uh, super clean. Really? Mm. He's that guy that Lisa Simpson gets bothered by all the time. Milhouse. <laughs> all right, so so in conclusion, City will still be a Death Star for a while, but like, yeah. who knows what shape they'll be in in a few years. But, all right, if, if it's $10 on Arsenal win the title or if it's $10 on Arsenal lose the title, what are you betting? Oh, of course, we're going to lose. But I think, like, I mean, it's weird because in the last few weeks, we've had, like, since the Man City result, like, I remember looking after that on a 538 or whatever it is, and it said we had a 10% chance to win the league. Whereas if we had won that game, they were saying it was going to be, like, a 60% chance to win the league or something like that. And now I've looked, and it's up to, like, a 13% chance because it's, like, we're sort of back in that weird zone where... It's like you we've taken a, well, like we've taken a penalty and actually made it, you know, like playing against Newcastle away was probably the hardest thing we had left on our schedule. Mm-hmm. And so we've done that. So now we have three games that, I don't know, winnable. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see, I don't know. We didn't talk much about it because we went right into talking about the Death Star Man City, but I, I was very glad to see the way that they made it through the Newcastle game. You know, that that's a tough, tough place to play and a tough team to play against this year. And I think a different, maybe an Arsenal in the past that had this little to play for against them might have folded there. Um, but you're, you're right. Them before. 
you're right. They're they're miserable to play against. We, yeah. <laughs> you, I, I mean, you've seen us draw against them. I've seen us beat them in a cup without some of their key players, but then get housed by them away. Like away there, it's so. It is such a different animal. Yeah. You never. It's funny. You never hear that stadium brought up. Like I actually hesitate because they've been to shit. It. They've been shit well, maybe for so that's long. Why. Because like you know, you, it's not talk. It's not spoken of in the same breath as like certain stadiums. Like like even like Liverpool were shit for a long time, but it was still Anfield. You know what I mean? Like people people gave a shit about that. Whereas like no one ever says the name St James's Park to the point where I'm like I almost double check my Americanness before I say it. Where I'm like. Is this like one of those things where like I forget what West Ham's stadium was like technically called before, but everyone knew to call it the Boleyn Ground, even though that wasn't the name. It was called like the Stratford End or some shit. Like, well, that's the that's the United thing. Oh yeah, the so Stratford that's not End that. is yeah, Stratford End is one of the stands in, in Manchester United uh, at Old Trafford. Sorry, I'm just like mumbling through my words. Um, I don't know what it was called before before it was the new stadium. Uh, West Ham Old Stadium. Upton Park. That's what I was... Yeah. And I would have said that that was Birmingham. Shit. I guess you shouldn't host a soccer podcast if you don't know everything about soccer. Secret. All right. What the fuck us... What the fuck United as well? Um, Jeff, I don't know if... I don't know if you saw the, the torture porn that has been the last two matches that United have played. I... I remember more vividly the Brighton result than the West Ham result. Was it the same sort of like last ditch effort problem? The Brighton one was Luke Shaw conceding a handball in the box in like the 98th minute after we'd had also five minutes of extra time at halftime. So after a hundred minutes of like flawless defending, his hand was up when he was jumping in like a crowd of people, hit the ball. And then it was just like, oh no, like, right. Threw a point away. Then De Gea threw a point away by, it was like, I can't remember who the player was uh, for West Ham, uh, but he took like a slow shot from like 20 yards away on a counterattack that like De Gea had the goal covered. It touches him and then just sort of boop, 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 around him into like perfectly nestling into the goal, like not very quickly. And so that's two points thrown away. We would be three points clear of Liverpool right now if not for, like, Luke Shaw and De Gea having brain farts. But also, our team can't fucking score a goal all of a sudden. Yeah, what is it? It's funny. I mean, when I think of the biggest losses that you guys have right now, it's Martinez for me. And I wonder how much of, like, part of, like, he's a great defender, but he also is great at, like, generating, you know, being four passes away from something, and I wonder how much that's affecting you right now. Well, let's let's talk about that, uh, because it's Martinez out for the rest of the season, and it's Varane about to come back, but he's been out for that same amount of time. Uh, so the two of them together, I thought were at times up there with best partnerships in the Premier League, yeah. Uh, and you see how different it is when we play without them. Like Shaw's been good, Lindoff's been good, but that's that's generally just in a defending sense. Uh, that also means Shaw can't be like marauding down the the, the left hand touchline because he's playing center back, which means either Malassia's out there, Dallow's out there, out of position. Like it's not the same. 
Uh, and then also, like you pointed out, Martinez as a passer. Varane as someone who can, like a, like a luxury player who can just scoop the ball up, like so effort, effortlessly at times. We've missed them. We've missed them both. Erickson coming back hasn't really been great. He's been fine. Casemiro hasn't really been good since his like eight games worth of suspension. Very oddly, you think he would have had. So once he's come back, you feel like he's been just rusty. He's had like or... one good Casemiro game in like I don't know seven or eight. Uh, and he it's, came it's... up recently in a sort of Neville Carragher uh, Twitter war in a way that I hadn't really seen him invoked recently. But it, it was... the power Neville... of Casemiro compels you. The power of Casemiro <laughs> compels you. Yes, he was invoked as a spell. Um, no, <laughs> he he came in and he like Neville had said something along the lines of like you know bloody bloody blah, blah Glazers this is a tragedy, and then. Um, you know, Carragher came back and said, oh, you know, was it was it the Glazers that did this? Was it the Glazers that did that? And one of the things that he was throwing in his face was, was it the Glazers that signed Casemiro to five-year a five-year deal. deal and he's 31? And that is, I've never... Yeah, it, but, it, but it's the people that the Glazers have running the football side of the club. Ten Hag's not writing up contracts. Mm. It's It was Ed Woodward, and now it's Ed Woodward Jr. Like, it's... We so we I still don't have football people. Is yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which but is we, what Neville should have said. But also, it's like Casemiro was like Casemiro for the first two thirds of the season as well. Yeah, I just I I'm gonna get there uh, when we get to United's week ahead in a minute. But like, I just don't think players are meant to play high intensity matches every three days for six seven months. I just yeah. don't think that that the human body the same way in MLB. You can pitch 200 innings if you're perfect as a pitcher, but the human arm is not meant to do this, and you will eventually have a life-changing surgery because of it. It's a really it's a really interesting point, and I feel like there's this sort of standard logic. Maybe it's been drummed into us by FIFA career mode. Maybe it's just like, I don't know, people on the internet that you know claim they know about soccer, but there, there's this idea that, oh, well, if you just rest people enough, if you just pull them out in the 70th minute and that, and it's like... Or you I give them of, a whole week off or a whole game off. Right. It's, but I, I kind of wonder if that's the case. It's like, I wonder if what we'll see more often now that the schedule is just this congestion, it has been for a while, but like in this sort of modern era of football is like, you'll have players that come out and they'll just have like a great six month stretch and then they don't for a while. And it's like... Maybe it's maybe that's the real sort of like er management of of it is like you have to take care of players who are going to be coming in and out of form more or less likely to be hurt more or less leggy over well, the course sports, of the season. Sports science can already figure that out now. But as you pointed out about my club, when everyone's healthy, we have 13 or 14 great players. Yeah. Or sorry, 13 or 14 first team players. I was going to say, like, great might be rounding up there, but go ahead. I mean, we were sniffing up your ass for most of the season, so I feel like it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it, it Probably comes... can barely smell it now. It's the fucking, <laughs> it's the fucking queen dying. As, yeah, honestly, part of it. if she doesn't die, or doesn't die in the middle of the season, or, I don't know, just common logic gets applied when she dies during the season. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly think... W- do I think we have the same amount of points? No, I think we have more points. How many more points? I can't say, but it'd be more. 
I don't know, because when did the queen die? What di- that was that was like mid September, and like, then we had a world Cup. like we had took two months out of an already two packed season. Two it, months. I feel like you guys might be one of the only clubs that sort of like. It, I mean, obviously the fixture congestion in the end did not help you, but like when she died, it kind of gave you like a couple weeks to sort stuff out. Like you remember how suicidal you were at the beginning of September. Like, I've been suicidal since the beginning of season one. <laughs> um, let's see. Queen, she died September 8th. I feel like that was, like, maybe if, if I were a United fan, I would have wanted her to go a week before that. But not too much early, because that was when you guys were, like, really in the throes of it. Like, I Jeff, I feel like that's bullshit, and I will tell you why it's bullshit. Because when you have a game Saturday or Sunday, and then... Wednesday or Thursday, every fucking week, that's not a lot of time to train because you have whole days of looking at game film. You have whole days that are just like tactical discussions. And then you have to give players like a day to not sprint. Like all of that gets put together. You can't really have as much time to work on things on the training pitch. This week that we are in right now, today is the first, this is the first week we have not had a midweek match since the World Cup. The first week, every every fucking is, team has had multiples, and that that is that is very difficult, and that definitely had a massive effect on your season. But consider that you didn't even have Casemiro as a player on your team until a week before she died. So if she didn't die, you would have had to play a lot more games with like him barely integrated or not. You know what I mean? Like, I I I don't know. No, we should have like had him in the summer. We should have had him in the summer when everyone else did their shopping. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's better to do your business early. You should have had, you know. No, but we have thirty million thanks, less or whatever it was. But thanks, Jamie Carragher. We had the Glazers running the the shit show of a transfer policy, and we weren't even gonna fucking buy some of these players until we started erupting over the poor results. We punted the first two games of the year into the garbage. Those were two automatic losses that we started with. Like, I have a lot of reasons to be optimistic about this year, but I have a lot of reasons to be like, this was an unnecessary fuck-up. This was unnecessary hamstringing of this club. Yeah. It, it, like, this was, the, this was a season, like the COVID season, where, like, this wasn't like everybody plays the same match week. Like, it, it just wasn't. It's not an equal season. The same, it's like the way that, like, baseball, like, fucked with the season. Like, it's not, it doesn't feel... Like a standard season to me for a lot of reasons. Oh, no, it's definitely not. And I feel like every team can, like, certainly, I don't know, certainly Arsenal, like, I would have much rather played City in September when we were the best team in the league and they were stumbling than play them uh, in February was when they rescheduled that game when they were the best team and we were stumbling. Like, I don't know. Like maybe it's the difference between us losing three to one like we did, or less us losing two to one like we could have. But we'll never know now. There's this season is the biggest shoulda, coulda, woulda because you have the World Cup and the Queen's death. And honestly, I feel like almost every team has like two or three like pretty serious fuck ups of VAR where you're like, well, that's, that's true. You but know I'm what I mean? seeing, but I'm seeing the the points that we're losing now. How we look so much shittier than we did before. I'm just seeing exhausted players. I'm seeing players that used to have a burst of pace not having it. I'm seeing players yeah. make like idiot, like tired brain like decisions where the pass is a little slow, the yellow card or red card comes out because the tackle's a little slow. 
And if we are having one game a week for the past two months, I think that we are five, six, seven points off you guys instead of plummeting and Liverpool is a point under it. Like, I think top four is guaranteed if the if the season was strung out over a season instead of the season being yeah. strung out over half of a season. Do you put any of the blame for that on Ten Hag competing like as hard as he did in Europa, as hard as he did in the Carabao Cup? No, I think as hard I think as he did in the FA Cup. I think that's who he is because he wants to instill in his players. You don't lose sometimes. Like the mentality is, you try to win every match. I think when Eric Ten Hag says, "Oh, look at us! We're in striking distance of like challenging for the title." Around January, we were within a right. shout. Oh, we need reinforcements. Who are we going to get? Maybe a guy who doesn't even play for Burnley. <laughs> Maybe a bench. I mean, honestly, Sabitzer isn't that wow. bad, but every other wow. team would buy someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they, they, they go, oh, we're close to winning title. You can have, like, these crumbs from the table. Like, they're not serious. They're not serious owners. They're fucking, they're, they're like, basically the same as What's-His-Face that used to run Newcastle. Oh yeah, Mike Ashley is that right? They've sent they spent a similar amount of generated revenue uh, from the team and a similar amount of their own money in the team. So I would argue that they're similar owners. Mm. So ba- basically, I mean, we can move on because I'm starting to get mad. Uh, so let's. <laughs> so yeah, so Liverpool right up our asses. Fifty percent chance that they knock us out of the top four because. We have exhausted players who are not capable of beating West Ham. So same, bro. Although we only dropped two points to them, so <laughs> Arsenal's week ahead. We ruined our title chances with dropping two points. All right, to if, if you think you're getting back in the title, what is your next match? What I is going say on? Say all that, but we. So our next match is the the toughest one that we have left. I think Newcastle away was the toughest that we had left we won and you that got one. through it yeah so now we have three games left we have brighton at home we have forest away i want to say and then wolves at home um i think brighton are a very very good team they've also i think maybe not been quite as informed lately um they, they haven't scored a- against us in two consecutive matches i think they just had a weird stumble the other day. Who was that? A few days back. Um, oh, yeah. They, they just got the shit kicked out of them by Everton. Um, yeah, what the fuck was that? Deserby was like, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But I, I, I rate Brighton as a team. But I think that they're also they're in a similar situation where even in the midst of a season where they were playing well, they're selling off their best players. Um, you know, one of them went to us and I think now they're at the point where like they're feeling a bit leggy and I, I don't know. I mean, I think you could really debate the, uh, I think you could debate what they did a bit of selling one of their best forwards and then now struggling to score. It's like they, when they did that, when they sold us Trossard in January, they were right in the hunt for champions league, even, um, certainly for Europa. And now it looks like at best they're going to get sort of shunted into the uh, conference league if they're lucky or unlucky i don't even know what to make of that competition god i hope that we never end it's up unlucky it's because it, it makes you just as exhausted but you get yeah. nothing out of it i think it's definitely unlucky if you're arsenal or man united if you're brighton 
Like, you know, like this season, that's like one of the funniest things about it is West Ham has been like just above relegation more or less all year. But meanwhile, they may very well have a European final to go to next month. Right. Um, and it's, it, I think that for a certain, like if you're following West Ham, this might be the only European final that you ever get to go to. You know, so it's like, it's a cool thing in a way, but also it's this competition that like demands that you fly back from Baku on a Thursday night all year long. And for what? It's not even Baku Europa. a real is Baku a real place or is that something from like uh <laughs> it is Black a real Panther place. or Star Wars? <laughs> it is it is a real place that Arsenal played a Champions League final in or semifinal. I, I want to say is Baku in Azerbaijan and we couldn't bring Mkhitaryan because of a war that was ongoing between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Follow Baku? follow up question is Azerbaijan a real place or is that from Black Panther or Star Wars? <laughs> Baku is the capital of Azerbaijan. I know everything about soccer, so I get to keep having a podcast. Um, yeah. No, we really did play a pretty serious game there. Not against any Azerbaijani team, but of course we had to host it there. Um, yeah. I think I think the Conference League, I don't know. It's like if, if we were in it, I would just say like, could we literally like not send the whole team? Could we send the assistant coach? And the under twenty threes and wait, you know if it's why don't they just zoom? It's like yeah, the could, conference league. Could we, <laughs> yeah, can we just conference into the conference league? <laughs> and then like you just see the camera and it's like a bunch of people like in full kit a football <laughs> at their feet. They're like zero zero draw seems like the only result here. <laughs> can we just play them in Yahoo Pool? Could, could 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 we play them in some long numbers based meet the soccer's game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could we uh could we do a pointless trivia game with them? Guess your favorite player's favorite minute to score in. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Is you it seven? Ninety chance. <laughs> Is it fifteenth? Um, you should always guess seven. All right, so you're predicting a W or what? I think that this one is like legitimately a toss-up like it would be such a brighton thing to do to like beat you guys lose to a relegation type site team and then beat us just the but they way... didn't beat but they didn't beat us we beat them uh in the fa cup and then immediately after that we drew them nil nil in oh, premier right. league but no that's, wait that... no they did beat you and they they beat you oh, right. with Fuck, that last minute what was uh... i thinking of well, you were thinking of the result that you thought it was going to be in the 90th minute plus seven. <laughs> oh, that is right. No, I was thinking. I was thinking of um, what should we call it? We drew someone recently, and I can't. Oh, Spurs! Fuck. Mm. All right, fine. You're right. Brighton did beat us. I'm. Yeah. I was in denial. <laughs> yeah. Now you're Brighton right. didn't um, beat us. We're winning the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think the Brighton is a damn good team. So I mean, that one could go either way. But I think, you know, it's at home. So hopefully we win that and then you know if we if we if we want to have any i've said this before in this season and we have decided that we don't want to win the league apparently but if you if, you know if you want to win the league then sorry you have to beat southampton we didn't you have to beat you know nottingham forest you have to beat wolves wolves is such a weird team they're one of the only teams this year i feel like i have they actually played in the premier league this year <laughs> Because I, like, every other team, I have, like, some visceral moment that I remember or even, like, a gut reaction to, like, their whole personality as a club for this season. Wolves is the one team 
that I have just like, I'm like, what are you? Like, did we play you? When? How? Why? I think we beat them 1-0, if I remember correctly. But I remember it being a boring, awful game. I don't think they've done a single thing that I will remember this year. Which would be interesting because we're playing them the last game of the year at home. So, like, whatever the last memory of the season is, it'll be against them, which is so funny. But, like, I am not... I think that of all the, like, various CIA plots that I'm outlining on the show today, Wolves being a real Premier League team might be their boldest yet. That team is just all, like, let's watch Adama Traore be upsetting, but then still not score a goal. <laughs> Are you there? Did I, I just, lose you? You just got, No, you got me. I, was, I just pulled up there. They, they recently lost 6-0 to Brighton. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm None of this is ringing a bell for me, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's almost like this season doesn't make sense because of how unusual it's been and how the schedule's been all over the fucking place, dare I say. It has been pretty strange. I mean, what's left in terms of the relegation scrap? Because we're playing, I think, Wolves. Oh, you want to talk about that? I was going to do our week ahead because it's Wolves. <laughs> oh, you guys are playing Wolves this week. Oh, what a Wolves on the weekend. Is. Wolves on the weekend, brought to you by De- <laughs> <laughs> Wolves you on your Wolves afternoon on drive. <laughs> afternoon <laughs> Wolves drive. <laughs> so that's it. I'm expecting us to barely beat them, though. I'm expecting us to beat them, if only because two losses in a row. I don't. I think Ten Hag would kill someone if we lost three times in a row. Uh and I hope he would kill someone. And also, I just feel like having a whole week to talk tactics and having maybe, I think he gave them Monday and Tuesday off. Uh, instead of punishing them, he's like clearly sees how exhausted they are and is like, two days off. Wednesday, we'll do some practice, get ready for Wolves on the weekend. Like, you just got to hope that they that there's enough leaders in the team to be like, lads, it's Wolves. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. like, we, we kind of need to win out to keep Liverpool off our asses. What's Liverpool? What are they up to this weekend? Who cares? They're gonna win. <laughs> they're gonna Ooh, win they with. They're it. gonna win with no fucking midfield. They're gonna win with with a reduced Van Dyke. They got Leicester, Villa, and Southampton, which is. Uh, I mean, I guess Leicester are at least fighting for their lives. Aston Villa are playing well. Those are not easy. Can, can we then, talk about the fact that Darwin Nunez cost as much money as he did and he scored nine Premier League goals? I think that I think he's going to be pretty good, though. I I can't. I don't want to talk too much shit about him at all because I think next year he's going to score seventeen, and I think he's going to. You think his like, ponytail is going to get even longer next year, like a Samson and Delilah situation? I just think he was like. I think he was like a little bit unlucky this year. And I think also he like learned some things about how you don't, I don't know. Like, I think he's used to just having as many chance, like so many chances that he can screw a bunch up and still be great. And I think he's learned that like, no, in this league, you have to take your chances and or else you don't get to keep playing. Jeff, I would, I would give that same, I'd give that same description to Mr. Eric Ten Hag. Yeah. I think this is his first season in the Premier League. He's only managed in the Dutch League and in the Munich Reserves. So I feel like there's some learning about how intense it is here. I think he's been under-equipped. Money has been wasted on certain players that are good players. But, like, that money could have gone a lot further. 
Yeah. Uh, we could have filled a lot more holes uh, in, in our squad. And then you can rotate. And then the players don't have to be exhausted. And then again, Queen could have died in June. That would have been great. Yeah. It's like she didn't even look at the fixture. List, <laughs> you know, when she died. It's, it's like she's an Arsenal fan when you think about it. <laughs> Do you believe that she is? I believe she is. I believe she was. <laughs> oh, no. She's Arsenal. The queen. The Queen's on Arsenal Fan TV next weekend. Like a weekend <laughs> yeah. at Bernie's situation. <laughs> She's like, I'm tired, Robbie. <laughs> the, 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 she's holding some tea. It just spills. Like, she doesn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just All right. tries to drink it and just drips out. Ghost. I, I just wanted to bitch about the summer before we played our game. It's ruined. Can I tell you why the summer is ruined for me? Why? It is May 10th. And we still haven't heard which of the two Manchester United bidding parties the Glazers are going to then exclusively negotiate with. Then it takes time to transfer over a massive company and transfer all that money. By then, the transfer window will be fucking half over at the earliest. Mm. Yeah, you know, your your that... team is already negotiating right now with players that they're interested in. Right now, Arsenal's negotiating. City is negotiating. Liverpool's negotiating. We don't even know who mommy and daddy will be. Yeah, that is a really fucked situation, man. We're going to sign Val Veghurs on a permanent deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're going to become Spurs. Man. We're going to be Spurs overnight if we don't sort this shit out. Oh, God. Yeah, you guys are in a tough situation. We've already planned out the signing that people will have taken for granted before they've ever played a game. You know, like, or like you whoever know. it is, it's like, but you sign that guy in June, and like even sometimes before the window is like officially open, you're like, okay, this Are is there... happening. And then when that happens, by like like two weeks later in July, people are like, are we ever going to sign someone? This is the guy, whoever that is. Are you... Um... Are you hearing any scuttlebutt for Arsenal transfers? I mean, I know we've had recent swing and misses. I think there's always uh, it's always a solid bet that the Spanish guy uh, Frisnata or whatever who would make sense uh, fullback, I want to say um, that he is linked to us. Um, and then like the big one that everyone talks about a lot is um, Rice and Caicedo. Like I think another midfielder is an interesting one. There's been some interesting rumors recently that Xhaka might go out, which is interesting because it's basically like he finally had his first good season at Arsenal, but now he's 30. And on some level, it would like if we were being really ruthless, it would probably make sense in terms of just if this was just a game of transfers, it would make sense to sell him now. It kind of doesn't in the sense that he's in our starting 11 and next year we have to have a much better, more depthy squad because we're going to be playing the Champions League. So it would make sense to and not you, sell him, but also it would make sense to sell him. And know. you just bought a 30-plus midfielder as well, so it kind of is like, yeah. then why'd you do that? Well, but different different positions. Jorginho. Jorginho plays at the base, and Xhaka has basically been playing as like, he, he also, like, as much as he's had this, like, revolution, there's a little part of me I'm like, wouldn't a lot of people, if they're given very little defensive duties and are told to basically go play as a second striker and then drop back sometimes, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people would be very successful in his role. It's like his role is he gets to 
be up there and shoot and attack. There's like one guy that I actually think would be interesting to try out in that role is the one that I just said, I just claim doesn't play that position, but I think Jorginho would be, because he can shoot from distance the way that Shaka does. He can pass the ball really well. And then he would also just like, I don't know. I think he would help a lot in build up play. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I think Shaka's always been a little bit too slow for us. And I think having somebody up there in that spot that was not Shaka might be like Declan Rice. I think would be a really. I would love to see that. But I wonder I've if his price that, is coming down though, because they've been saying 100, 120 million for a long time. He's not worth anywhere near that. It's like an Anthony situation. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I, I think they might they might stick to their guns, but then for who? You know what I mean? It's like like is Man City going to pay that? They're too smart for that. But I don't is think you get Chelsea rid of going to pay that. They have too many players for that. Are you guys going to play that? You don't even know who's going to pay. No, no. I, but I, I think in your case though, it would be smart to keep what you've got. It's been working, and just get that next 18, 19 year old that with yeah. tons of talent and let him rotate in and out with with less pressure on his shoulders. Versus, like, get rid of Xhaka and then you throw in somebody else who may or like sink or swim. I think it's nice when you're a top club to have right. a betting in period. Versus, we need you to fucking nail this or our season's blown. I think that is easily worth the, like, I mean, some of the fees that they're throwing around for what we might get for Xhaka are, like... 10 million? Well, yeah, cause, like, it's, like, 15 because he would be going back to Germany. And it's, like, honestly, it's worth 15 million for us to just not have like a major fuck up in that position for the first few months of next season while we're trying to figure something out. Like, so I don't know. I hope that we hang on to him. But if he leaves it, it won't be any kind of shocker to you. Uh, it'll be, it'll be like a real boom moment for, for those it's of you listening, lack of the shaga. For those of you listening, that I finally hit rock bottom on my wordplay, and I had to cover my own mouth. <laughs> rock a shock a bottom. <laughs> I love you. Thank, thanks for jumping on that grenade for me. You're welcome. Um, shall we play a game? Do you want to play a game? Are we playing the game of bet like best eleven? But every time someone selects a player, the other person can't. From the do, entire do Premier have, League. Do you have a notebook in front of you so we can write this down like a formation here? Um, I don't have a notebook in front of me, but I... Get I have one. A, I have Get a, a piece of paper. App. Okay. Oh, but no, but like I'm, I'm drawing like little like dots on like a front three and... Oh, okay. All right. I actually have to get one of them. I think you can do it. All right. I can vamp while Jeff goes and gets uh, some paper stuff. So what we're going to do... We're going to play a game where it's, uh, well, wait, Jeff, did you say, uh, whole Premier League or just Arsenal United? He's, he left. He's not going to answer. If you're listening, it sounds like Jeff's being rude, but really he's just being an absentee podcast partner. Um, but basically we're going to have a, a fake draft that means nothing and does nothing for fun. Just, you know, see what we can come up with, but it's, I think it's going to be like, Trying to make a functional team out of players, but like, what's the best functional team you can you can possibly make? Uh, we will find out in a moment um, what the constraints are. Oh, Jeff's going to get some coke while he's at it. Just getting a snack while Skyler's having to keep the whole fucking podcast on his shoulders. 
I figured you were already vamping. Why couldn't I get myself a little refill? I'm not a vampire. I can't just go all night. Come on, you could. You'll just Wait. watch me sleep. So is this just Arsenal and United all time, or is this every player in the Premier League now? Refresh me on this. Well, it's a good question. I am up for doing whatever combination you would like. The, what I was originally proposing was doing it for this season. Because I think all time, okay. honestly, I don't fucking know. And it would but, take forever. We could just argue yeah. about it and we'd be well, boring. Well, also, I think the greatness of this game is that you get to a point where it's actually like difficult choices. Um, right. Whereas if it's all time, it's just like, oh, well, I'll have this legend and then I'll have this legend. All right, see ya. All so right. I think we do it. Man United versus... What is that? Okay. That's my formation. Just That's so you can see. Formation. I got a keeper... I got a flat back four. I got two central midfielders. I got an attacking midfielder. I got a striker, uh, a left winger, and a right winger. Okay. Wow, bold. You're already choosing your, you know, your formation. This is it's tactically it's... sort of, you know, rigid, and you're not willing to adapt to the players that I'm going to stick you with. I've been through COVID, so right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am. How do we pick who goes first? By the way. Um, Rock, paper, scissors through Zoom? <laughs> yes. Do you want to see my formation? I only have post-its. Eh, Alright, so is. you're a little bit more attacking than me. you got a CDM. Right. And two right, attacking Which I think is basically how we actually play this year. Although I think both... I don't know. Yes. Alright. Ready to do rock, paper, scissors on three? Okay. So rock, paper, scissors, shoot. So rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You okay. Did that, you do nothing? That was that was the practice. Well, I guess that's rock, and you did paper, so you win. All right, so you get to go first. All right. So, are, so how what how do we determine who what was a success in the end? Am I try, like because because if it's if it's like a fantasy team, that's one thing. If it's thinking about how the team would functionally play, that's another. I think that it's that. I I don't think it's a fantasy team. I think that we try to do it based on like if you were actually trying to put together a real team and it's totally okay. subjective. And so you can't necessarily lose. So it's which one of us, to... which one of us picks Holland and which one of us picks Harry Kane is kind of funny. So uh, I'm going to pick Holland to see if you'll pick Harry Kane for your team. Yeah. That is I'm funny. I'm sorry, Jeff. Although I don't, man, I don't know if I, Gain that high anyway. You don't have to also go with the striker right now if you don't want to. You can go elsewhere. True. True. I mean, there's a certain logic to going elsewhere, although. Um, then you're gonna get stuck with. Uh, I guess. I guess. Wait, are we also picking a bench? Three three bench players. Sure. Eh, let's just go first eleven. Okay, keep it tidy. That means that both of our teams are going to be amazing, and there's not going to be a lot of like, oh man, I got stuck with the second best right winger in the league. Well, maybe we should just do it with just Arsenal and United right now, because you just then... changed the game after I picked Holland. That's why. <laughs> I I have literally been trying to play that game the entire time. <laughs> Every time you're like, so let me get this straight. I pick four Busby babes, and then what do you do? Like, and I'm like, that's not what I said. But all right. Do you want to go whole league, or do you want to go just Arsenal United? This is fun. This is a fun podcast. Um, if we do Arsenal, I think if we do Arsenal United, it's gotta be not just this season because there's only one striker to pick from. That's not true, though. And then it'll make it'll that'll be the greatest All right. of the game. All right, fine. Then if we're gonna go this season for striker, yeah. 
I'm gonna go with uh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus up top for you. Well, I said I'm gonna pick the striker <laughs> that's available. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm I'm surprised because there was that purple patch for Rashford. I think he's he not a striker. It. He's a left winger. But he he was playing like in the center, right? When he needed to, but that's not even really where he plays. So well, he's a, yeah, he's a left winger. There's and something it, to be said for that within both teams, actually. Where like, I mean, Inketia sat down and like Trossard was playing in the middle. Like he's not exactly Holland, but um, well, in that case, I'm going to choose Thomas Partey. <laughs> Okay, thank God. So now I can pick Rashford. <laughs> what? Whew. So you did pick Rashford. I just didn't want to end up with no striker because then I'd look like an idiot. Mm. Like I currently do during the week. I'm gonna take Saka. Okay. That was that I was he was gonna be my revenge pick if you got Rashford. <laughs> okay. You might have a better second string right winger than Who's your second spring right winger? Reese Nelson. Okay, so I guess Anthony. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Positional runs right now. Um This game's going a lot faster than the league wide one would have been. I'm gonna take uh Lissandro Martinez. You bitch. Um then I'm gonna pick Varon on the right. So Martinez is your left center back. Yeah. Although I, as much as I know that there is a huge difference in my mind, I still play it just like career mode where you can put a center back and a center back. But that's not how it works. That's not how it works. You've got to pick yeah. right. You, pick you know what's right funny though? Back. I didn't say that I would necessarily play him as a center back though. Because when he was coming to Arsenal over the summer, he was going to be a left back. And I think I might left him right back. There. You don't get to do that. Yes, I do. Then I'm just going to start picking players and being like, but I've decided that they're a great goalie now. Like, this game loses its meaning if you're going to do no, that. No, but if you if you, if you you had like legitimately done it and been like, I choose Saka <laughs> because I think he'd be a great false this, nine. This game yeah. is as invalid as the 2016 election now. Mm. Yeah, we all know that Trump won that. Um, <laughs> twenty six, no twenty twenty. Oh my god! Uh, um, now we're gonna I get choose... we're gonna get repeal the soccer's or cancel the soccer's if you say shit like that. <laughs> now I choose Pikachu Odegaard. How many players do you have? I have four. Okay, and what are they? I have Saka at right wing, Odegaard at attacking mid. Party at defensive mid, Lissandro Martinez out at left back where he goddamn belongs. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wait, you is, have it, you have Jesus, Rashford, Varane. And Anthony. And Anthony, right. That's the, okay. I was gonna say you picked first, so you should have as many as I do. Alright. Um, now I'm gonna piss you off. I'm gonna draft Ramsdale. Oh, that does piss me off. <laughs> Honestly, I do think there's a big drop off in that position. There are other positions where it's like you could argue Erickson Odegaard, you know, like, but Ramsdale. Okay. So I guess that would mean that I'll have to take Arsenal's backup keeper right now. No, I'm just <laughs> I guess I'll take to. Well, no, I'll, I'll leave him to rot for a little while. I guess you really could. 
if you were really just trying to screw the other person up, then you could take De Gea too and claim that you're putting him at left wing. No, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not a bastard. Um, I guess they're really different. I guess I will have to take Trossard now to have a striker. To have, I yeah, like maybe not any other. All right, my my next pick is Casemiro. Casemiro. I thought you were going to take the guy that I wanted next who's going to piss you off. I'm going to take Bruno Fernandez. Oh, that does piss me off. Wait, can you play Bruno Fernandez and Odegaard in the same team? I think so. I think Bruno would slot into the uh, the Xhaka role, which is basically like, because basically there's like two attacking midfielders, and then Xhaka just has to be like slightly more of a You're just taking whatever players you want and shoving them in whatever closet has room in it. I literally wrote Trossard in between the number nine and the left wing role, depending on what else I decide to do. <laughs> you're, you're such a bastard. I hate you. Loose right now, baby. All right, uh, Saliba. Oh, good choice. As your left center back. Yeah. Mm, now I might have to move Lissandro Martinez back to his other role then. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. Uh, well. In that case, I guess I'll put Gabrielle over at right center back and Lissandro Martinez. I want to use my actual eraser on this goddamn pencil. Zinchenko. <laughs> um Yes, 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 yes. Um I will take Benny White, 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 White. Wait, is it Zen or Zin? Zin. Alright, Zinchenko. Okay, so what I need now is someone who can attack, spray the ball. I'm going to put Christian Eriksen as my attacking midfielder. He is a, He was definitely high on the list of undrafted there. It's funny because we're both kind of doing this from memory, and there's got to be like just someone where we're like, wait, oh shit, did we forget about that guy? <laughs> wait, who's, um, wait, who are your, who are your, can you show me your thing again? Yeah, yeah. Great podcasting. Can you show me your thing again? Show me okay. your thing and don't describe it at all to the audience at all. No, all right. um, I am missing either a striker or a left wing, depending on what I want Trossard to be. I know um, you could piss me off, but I kind of don't want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a left wing or a left back rather and a goalie spot open as well. Let's see. Yeah. You Rashford. definitely can have Dave if you want him. Yeah, yeah. I figure that De Gea is probably going to go in there later because I don't think that there's any positions left in your team that you'd want to start him. And for that reason, I'm glad we didn't put the bench because that'd be hilarious to just stockpile every goalie right away. Anyway. Um, ooh, this is tough. I'm going to take... Man, who would piss you off the most? Everything that we've Marshall. done has pissed me off. Man, I should have taken Matt Turner. <laughs> no, honestly, Jeff, you're an idiot if you don't draft Matt Turner over De Gea at this point. You think so? Yeah. I would I would swap them. You would swap a straight swap. Straight swap. Ten Hag just backed um De Gea. Yeah, because he doesn't know if he's gonna have to be his starting uh center back. Center back? Or uh starting goalie, is sorry. Is he playing this game with us? <laughs> Um, well, he can only really. Well, he can't play with his feet, so never mind. It's a bad idea. Hmm. That's a tough one. We got. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Take a Martinelli, baby. Okay. You could have taken Garnacho, and that would have made me real upset. I on, on future value, he might be the most valuable player in the United squad. <laughs> like, yeah, if I guess if you're saying, like, if we're doing this to start for career mode. mode with, then probably him over Trossard. But for, like, right. tomorrow, I don't know. I also probably wouldn't have gone with Casemiro or Erickson if this was beyond, like, a match. Right. Wait, you have two spots left to fill? Yeah. So I have two spots left to fill, so it's my turn then, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is this is now the first time when I'm feeling like, okay, this is tough. I need a central midfielder, and I need a right back. I feel like I'm going to go with, and you're going to laugh at this, Sabitzer. Oh, wow. I did not expect him... I don't think he has played bad at all. I think he's been energetic at worst or game-winning at best. And I think if he got a run of games, I think he'd be a pretty good player. Because he's on loan, I feel like he's not just getting put out every week. I think he's also got the legs to cover for Casemiro and Erickson. I think you need that. I think Sabitzer enables Casemiro and Erickson to do more. Wow. I am going to take Tomoyasu. Fuck! And that will allow me to put Lissandro Martinez back where he belongs on the left, and Tomoyasu will go centrally. I feel like... Wait, does is that correct? I Tomoyasu thought Tomoyasu was a wing back. anywhere across the back four. He's actually maybe a better center back than he is a winger. Although that seems to be like a little bit of a... Have you noticed that little like tactical fashion lately of like let's put Ake at left back let's you know like all these like center backs that they want to move out like Ben White at right back for that's us. because isn't that because one of the other like the other fullback gets to play like a midfielder so basically when you're defending you've always at least got three center backs waiting kind of I but I think I mean that definitely is true for Arsenal at times but also I think I think it's like time is a flat circle where it's like also center backs now are so ball playing. And so, you know, like we put White out there as an emergency thing and then we couldn't not have him there because him and Saka just were like playing one twos all day. And so I, I think it, it goes both ways where I think some of those center backs are just so good at ball playing that it's kind of fun to see them. Like a guy like Ake in particular is like, well, why wouldn't you want a big, tall, really fast, really skilled guy who's great at defense to play left back why not because i don't like him yeah well there's that all right my last pick because i have to awb aaron wan basaka wow another player that i was not sure would make it into the team well in, in recent weeks his defense has been as good as ever and he's like showed some like where the hell did you get that from ability to just dribble through three players he has moments. I'll say that about him for sure. He has his moments. But on he's on he's in better form right now than Dalo, and I don't know who your backup right back is because you took Ben White, who you play at right back, and you took the, the other, other guy you is, play uh, at right back. Oscar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I did sort of stack the deck there, didn't I? Oh no. But but now I have a keeper who can play out of the back. I have uh, I was sad to lose my other center back in Martinez, but Saliba's fine. I have, I think Zenchenko is more than fine. <laughs> no, I, yeah. but I think Martinez, I, I haven't, I would have preferred Martinez, but at, if I can't have Martinez, I think I'm okay. I'm doing just fine there. 
Zinchenko I'm interested in because I think he offers more offensively than Shaw. That's probably true. So Defensively, I think, he's been getting skinned alive lately, though. But I think Ramsdale plus Zinchenko gives we can just immediately get the ball to Rashford. Like that's gonna that's gonna be like a spam button. And Aaron Wambazaka can sort of compensate by stay back a little bit more. Yeah. Like just defend a little bit more. But what's funny is and then Jesus at the front maybe is like scoring at the rate of a healthy Anthony Martial, which we don't know what that would look like, but he's also creating more, which is going to help Rashford and Anthony more. So like, I think my team is improved over at least current United team. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, all right. So mine starting from the back, we have Mr. De Gea. Turn it around. Then a back line of Ben White, Gabrielle, bad handwriting, Tomoyasu, um, and Lissandra Martinez, and then going up to the midfield trio of Party, Bruno Fernandez, and Odegaard. I like that midfield a lot, actually. Um, you're, you're, I think your team will score a lot of goals. I think De Gea instantly stops you from playing out of the back the way you are used to playing this season, though. That would be a problem. You did. You did go. I, I fucked you. I, I did. I did good did at the game. Well, for that, but also like I. Like even if Turner is a better goalie than De Gea, I'm not sure if he's Mister Play Out. No, it's the same problem, but he's a little bit younger and doesn't make as much horrendous, stupid decision making. And like, like he's not going to throw away points the way that De Gea has just thrown away points. Yeah, this is a team that is like, I'm not sure if they're better than Arsenal in the sense that. They like if could we swap Bruno Fernandez for Shaka? That's probably a win if we could do that. Um, could we get Lissandra Martinez on the left wing? That's probably a win if we could do that. And then could we have a healthy Tomoyasu? That's probably a win if we could do that. But it, to take we, to do all of that, if we had to have De Gea instead of Ramsdale, I'm not. I think it's. But you picked a formation. Step. You picked the Arsenal formation, but. Rams, like, you're, let's say that you've gone back to Leno, essentially. Yeah. That's that's kind of what just happened. So, that, but that team didn't, wasn't challenging for the title. No. To be fair, that was not all Leno's fault. Like, everybody else had. No, it. some of it was Leneman. <laughs> Remember nah. those jokes? I missed them. We haven't done them in a while. Oh. No, oh, not. who's this in goal? What's this in goal? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, that was a fun game. Everyone at home was like, "We played along." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's it's been a much better podcast than last week. How much better? We'll leave it up to the listener to decide. No, we won't. We're deleting that other one. <laughs> Are we? Up to you. Because this one's have it as titled. A this, now that this now at, that this one is like taking the place. What I was worried is that a bunch of people that I knew were like, "Oh, I'll check out your podcast," and I was like. Oh yeah, but like Don't do it yet. (laughs) But Jeff, this one's they'll listen to your podcast, they won't. This one is entitled Meet the Soccer's episode forty. By the way, happy fortieth episode. Happy fortieth, baby. This is forty. Uh the episode's titled Sorry That Last Episode Sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Good. So it's a part of the canon. It's a part of the Meet the Soccer verse. That's why I started drinking red wine, because UB forty. I thought you started mm-hmm. drinking red wine because this was making you miserable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
I refuse to sing those lyrics because I don't want to have to pay them. How about these lyrics? Need the suckers. Need the suckers. A sucker podcast. 